Welcome to Crushing Kayfabe. My name is Jason Garish. Thank you for listening. Uh, sorry about there not being a show last week. Unfortunately, um, been sick for a little while here. Um, tested negative for COVID twice, so it's not COVID, but it's just some kind of really bad uh, upper respiratory infection that's going around. My son had been sick for a little while, and now I guess it was my turn. So unfortunately, I had to uh, bail out on last week, but Man, there was a ton of stuff going on, unfortunately, um, so I didn't get, and I was really looking forward to to, uh, having a show last week, which was unfortunate, but but let's get on with it. I mean, start things off, uh, hey, uh, Raiders got their first win, you know, thankfully, uh, like I've been saying, though, all preseason, the Denver Broncos are not nearly as good as they've been projected to be, and uh, I knew they wouldn't be, so... uh, not a, a win is a win. I'm happy to get it, but not a real big deal, unfortunately. I mean, it's divisional, so that counts for a lot, but I still don't hold out a whole lot of hope for tonight because they're facing off against the Chiefs, and uh, I don't see the Raiders beating the Chiefs. I really don't, you know. You know, a lot of people uh, speculate that the Broncos are going to be a much improved, much better team. A lot of it based solely on the acquisition of Russell Wilson, and the problem is, I mean, they've still got uh, lackluster uh, coaching staff and whatnot there, and that and coaching staff is everything, in my opinion. That's the reason why, as far as I I can tell, I mean, that's the reason why the Giants have been doing so well lately. I mean, they pulled off a, a ridiculous upset against uh, the Packers, the, the game they shouldn't have won, you know, and uh, and I I credit that to coaching, I really do, because that that. That roster is not anything spectacular. It shouldn't be beat. They shouldn't be beating Green Bay, and they are, and they're doing really well. And you know, along with the Jets, are another surprise team. And and I credit a lot of it, like I say, credit a lot of it to coaching, because um, I don't see a real, you know, um, massive amount of talent on that that Giants team. Just uh, just they're doing the right things at the right time and executing plays properly and. Uh, making the right calls and like i said that comes from the top down that's all coaching so uh that's one thing unfortunately like i said with the raiders man i hope i'm proven wrong i hope josh mcdaniels proves me wrong and and comes out as coach of the year but i don't see it you know so far first three games that we played we should have won and uh and there's no reason we shouldn't have and the only reason that i can see really is decision making up top and that's uh that's a shame you know uh, once again, like I said, I apologize for not uh, having a show last week. I'm still recovering from uh, some kind of some kind of insane upper respiratory sinus, God only knows what infection. Um, but I'm getting a lot better, thankfully, feeling a lot better. But uh, but we'll see if my voice lasts it and makes it through the entire show, which I hope so because we got a lot to talk about. But um, aside from the NFL stuff, man, uh, we had. Uh, Antonio Inoki died, unfortunately, on October 1st. Um, I can't overstate how much of a legend and uh, how important this man was to wrestling. Unfortunately, as you know, American um, fans, we tend to overlook some of the some of the Japanese stuff. But this guy uh, really was not just monumental within um, within Japanese wrestling, but just wrestling as a whole. You know. Things he accomplished, the things he did, were um, were unprecedented. And uh, you know, as a 
as a, a politician, as a as a wrestling promoter, as a wrestler, just uh, just all around the board, just uh, this guy led a, a, an incredible life, you know. Founder of New Japan, which can't be understated there, obviously. One of the major promotions in the entire world, and the major promotion in Japan, you know. He had a lot of uh, kind of controversial stuff, too. I mean, that... that Per, that exhibition match they had against uh, Muhammad Ali, kind of one of the first uh, MMA bouts in a lot of ways, you know, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the result was a draw for that. So, but I mean, just the fact that he would step in, foot in the ring with Muhammad Ali is is amazing, and and go go to toe to toe with him. the The amount of wrestlers that he has trained is is incredible. If you look down the list, um, just like I said, just uh, just can't be overstated. This this man was uh, just a titan within this sport, and uh, and I'm not gonna be able to do justice with words, but uh, but really uh, really a sad loss, you know. Um, really a sad loss, you know. And and he was actually um, never recognized as the WWF champion, but. Uh, but a lot of people consider him the uh, first Asian um, uh, WWF champion, which uh, I'm not sure how that... I don't know all the details on that. I mean, um, like I said, it's not officially recognized by WWE, so that's something I got to look into and really research. You know, that was a, a little before my time, <clears throat> before I was uh, paying attention to wrestling, but... But once again, just, um, you know, an incredible individual that read, led an incredible life. Uh, and uh, he succumbed to some kind of, jeez, uh, I'm trying to remember what the heck it was called, but it, but it, was, it was some kind of respiratory uh, ailment that he had succumbed to. And, and I apologize once again for uh, probably not as prepared as I should be, but uh, I've been fighting a respiratory ailment myself, unfortunately. Um, but died from systemic, and I'm probably going to screw this up horribly, systemic transthyretin amyloidosis. I'm probably messed that out completely, but uh, but apparently it affects the heart and tendons of people and elderly people. Um, and unfortunately, he succumbed to that on the October the 1st, which is... Uh, which is horrible news, um, really. Like I said, once again, just uh, I cannot overstate his importance to wrestling. He was uh, really, uh, really influential, really uh, building block of the industry, and uh, and it's sad to see that. But uh, but he led a full life, and we're grateful for that. You know, um, he'd been making some recent appearances. I see him with New Japan, and whatnot. He he wasn't. Um, he was going right up until the end, so uh, so God bless him, you know. Um, we had another huge, gigantic loss in the country music industry, unfortunately. Um, Loretta Lynn died October 1st. Um, once again, another uh, titan of her own field and industry. Um, you know, uh, Coal Miner's Daughter was one of the first movies I ever saw with my parents, and I'll never forget that, you know. Sissy Spacek's uh, portrayal of uh, Loretta Lynn. Uh, she was a real trailblazer. Um, 
just uh just an incredible artist um 24 number one hit singles 11 number one albums um toured for 57 years up until the stroke ended that in 2017 um i guess she broke her hip in 2018 um i'm reading right quickly through the wikipedia page just to try to refresh my my mind here um but um but once again absolutely incredible singer incredible artist uh that the uh the country world owes an incredible debt to um that's really really a shame but uh but yeah we'll miss uh rest in peace Laurel Lynn real real once again another gigantic loss right there just incredible um and uh real unfortunate but unfortunately the, uh when our time is up it's up unfortunately now uh we had another loss within the wrestling industry unfortunately um who i'm not a whole lot uh familiar with her uh her career but sarah lee uh died on october 5th at the age of she was like only 30 yeah she was only 30 incredible wow um she was the female winner of the sixth season of tough enough so she had a one-year contract with wwe um, unfortunately she didn't last much longer that, than that with the WWE, you know, she was married to, uh, Wesley Blake. They had, uh, three children. I don't know all of the details of her death because they have not been made publicly. Unfortunately, when you see that a lot of times it's because of a tragic end. I hope that's not the case. I really, I know she had had some kind of, um, upper respiratory infection not too long ago previous to that and she was getting back in the gym working out again but uh but when you see somebody leave three children and uh and a husband at that incredibly young of an age it's horribly tragic and uh and i know on the um crushing kayfabe uh facebook page i listed um a link for the uh I can't remember if it was a Kickstarter or GoFundMe, but uh, they have a uh, a fundraising page set up to uh, to help with costs for for a funeral and whatnot, and help their family, help her family out. And it's a like I say, anytime you see somebody that young uh, die, it's horribly tragic. So uh, prayers are with the with uh, Sarah Lee's family. It, I mean, I almost almost comical and named sarah lee obviously we show associate that with uh with baked goods and whatnot I, but it's uh you know that's an interesting name to be born with but uh but um horribly tragic horribly tragic to be cut down that incredibly young you know i was trained by uh looks like wow as listed as her trainers is billy gunn booker t lita and sarah del rey you don't get a lot better than that that's some top-notch training right there you know especially sarah del rey working with the female wrestlers incredible instructor right there just uh just um horribly tragic horribly tragic you know um what do we got going on in the rest of the wrestling world like i said unfortunately i'm gonna i'm gonna gloss over a whole lot of things because unfortunately I don't have a whole lot of time today, and I don't know how much uh, longer my uh, my voice is going to hold out. But you know, AEW controversy continues to kind of surround Sammy Guevara. But 
nothing seems to really happen to him because uh, apparently he had an altercation with Andrade backstage, and Andrade was sent home, and uh, and uh, Guevara got to be part of the main event. So it's not real uh, clear what happened there, but but man, that uh that doesn't reflect well on the company. I'm sorry, and that doesn't reflect well on Tony Khan and. Uh, and that's 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 not cool. You know, we saw Brian Cage last week. Holy crap! Brian Cage is still with AEW. Wow. You know, um, that decent match with Wardlow. I I lo- I'd love to see these two guys just beat the hell out of each other at pay per view. I think that would be great. You know, I'm glad that Wardlow retained the title. You know, they kind of pushed each other to their limits a couple times. There it was it was was a bad match. I know a lot of um. A lot of podcasters kind of wanted to see, they want to see Wardlow built up as a champion. They didn't like the fact that kind of Cage went toe-to-toe with him a little bit. But I like seeing that, um, you know, I like seeing him uh, test a little bit and going because I want to see what he's capable of. But Wardlow, obviously, coming up, he's going to have to uh, have some some pay-per-view quality matches coming up. So, so he needs to be... Uh, Taking the limit a little bit more and uh, has some longer matches, you know. Had Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. What do you say about that? I mean, I love both those guys. So, you know, um, MJF is continuing this feud against Wheeler Yuta. I mean, Yuta looked a little better. Yuta looked a little bit better on the mic recently, but, um, you know, he's great in the ring. But MJF is just, he's one of the best heels out there. I, I take that back. He is the best heel out there. I'm sorry. And uh, he just puts everyone else out to shame on the mic. Just so good, you know. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, na- National Scissoring Day with uh, with the Acclaim, the Billy Gun. I love that segment. I'm sorry. The, the Acclaim are so over. They've gotten themselves over so much. Doing such a great job. I mean, are they the best wrestlers in the world? Absolutely not. But holy cow, are they uh, they entertaining as hell. And uh, being paired up with Billy Gunn, it's perfect. I mean, these guys really deserve to be where they are. Really deserve to probably be in WWE making some money. But they 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 did they did great, man. That you know they. I love you know I love the FTRs. I love. Uh, you know the Usos and whatnot, but but these guys worked hard and they they got themselves over in in a less than stellar booking. Did a great job, so uh, so kudos to them and really good job. You know, um, man, I'm sure there's a ton of other stuff going on in AEW. I can't even think right now, but uh, but I know I haven't even gotten able. I haven't been able to watch a rampage or anything that happened this weekend. Was it? Was this weekend the the Battle of the Belts? I can't even remember. That's how horribly some of these uh, some of the stuff's been booked. You know, um, October seven. Yeah, I haven't even looked at the results. I am so sorry to everybody, but like I said once again, I have been extremely under the weather, and have and with the whole thing with um, with Extreme Rules and the whole. Hull of Blue behind uh, Bray Wyatt coming up. I, there was no way I could devote that much attention to uh, anything other than uh, than that, really. You know, which, speaking of WWE, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good, pretty good pay-per-view. Pretty good pay-per-view. Um, you know, Extreme Rules. Um, 
there were some vicious matches in that. You know, the carrying crossing with the with Drew was good. You know, a little bit of mind games going on there, which I loved. I, he's like, there's no disqual, you know, because uh, initially carrying just refused to uh, put the strap on him. You know, good. Good. I mean, a little bit of brains going in. I mean, it's like, there's no disqualification. What are they going to do? Disqualify you? No? No? I mean, it makes sense. Uh, and the whole no no DQ thing always kind of upset me anyway, because it's like, you could literally go in there and kill somebody and, to win. It's just kind of silly as a, as a, as a, uh, as, as a stipulation of the match. I mean, what? You got, there's gotta be some stipulations. There's gotta be some limits to what you can do. I mean, come on. I mean, otherwise you can go in there with a baseball bat, knock the guy out and pin him. It's just kind of silly. Which you really in a new, no DQ match, that's probably what I would do. You know, you know, so it's kind of, they gotta, they gotta rethink how they, they book some of that, man. Um, but, but I enjoyed the match. I really did. I mean, the, the, interference with with scarlet the whole mind play that they had a uh, develop between the two um it was it was good stuff it was good stuff um i liked it and i i'm i made no bones about it that uh i really enjoy carrying cross and and i'm i like drew mcintyre i'm sorry i mean uh I know a lot of people dump all over him, but I like Drew McIntyre. When when you get Drew in there with the right guy, like with a Sheamus or with a Karrion Cross or someone that is not afraid to lay into each other, they have he has some good matches, does some real good stuff. So so good deal, you know. Um, you know, he had some funny backstage stuff with uh, with um, with uh Dexter Loomis and and the Miz and uh I I thought the whole thing with the uh with the uh, mascot was hilarious. So I I thought that was great, you know, and then Dexter Loomis eventually uh laying out Miz and then the uh the mascot kicking Miz in the, in the stomach and all this on Miz's birthday, you know, if if you believe it's actually his birthday, I don't know. But but that was that was some good stuff. The the biggest letdown to me probably you know, which I knew it would be, which um was gonna be the uh the Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. And I'm just glad that they put the belt back on Rousey. And Liv <sighs> What can I say? It hasn't been said by a ton of other other podcasters. She's not good in the ring and she's not believable. I valet at best a valet that wrestles every now and then i just it blows my mind that they let they let you know ruby soho um sarah logan go and and they kept Liv morgan on this thing and and i know why it is because she's a, a harley quinn carbon copy barbie doll exactly what vince wanted and and it's unfortunate but but now we gotta put up with god awful matches because of it. Um, but I'm so so grateful they took the belt off of her. Thank you WWE. Thank you. Whoa. Um. Just end it. Mercifully end it. Thank you. You know. So. So the belt's off a of live, thankfully, and Ronda can go back to being a monster heel. You know. We had Belair, uh, Bianca Belair, defend against. Uh, Bailey, which is the right choice to keep it on her. I, 
I just think maybe um maybe it's time for Bailey to turn face again. This whole Ah, uh, the whole damage control thing is just isn't working. It isn't. I'm sorry, you know. You know, we had a uh, obviously we had the uh I'm skipping around, you know. The edge versus uh uh, judgment day i like that i actually like the match i'm not a big edge fan um i am and i'm not i like him i like him as a character i just some of his matches tend to drag on a long time and get and can be kind of paint by numbers but this one was not that it's actually a, a good match and um had a different couple of different storylines kind of going on you had the mysterio thing you had the uh you know beth interfering at the end which was and I'm glad they did it the way they did because it built Edge up to be a, a super baby face at the end because the only reason he quit was because of Beth. And that was uh, that made him look, in my eyes, a million times better and really helped his cause. And, and I think it helped the Judgment Day, too, because it made them look like horrendous, horrible, evil heels. And uh, so some real good booking there, some real good booking. I mean... um a little bit of help from uh, it always amazes me once again the no DQ thing. You know, are these these people just have no friends backstage? <laughs> you know, it's like you see some gang buddy gang pummeled within an inch of their life, and nobody comes out. You know, Ray Mysterio comes out all of what five two, you know, and tries to play Superman, but it's it's like, geez, man, how many did you? How many enemies are you create in the locker room? They're just gonna sit there and watch you get beaten to death. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But uh, but they gotta rethink some of these uh, stipulations and rules and whatnot. You know that um we had uh finish the show off with uh or I should say last show of the match. We didn't finish it off with it, but we we finished the matches off the night with uh Seth Rollins and. Uh, and the bro himself, Matt Riddle, and uh, good match, good match. I, um, they put on a good show. They really did. I, and it was the way it should have been. They they beat the hell out of each other, which is exactly the way it should have been, you know. And uh, Daniel Cormier getting involved a couple of times. He had an awful promo the 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 week before, you know. But uh, but he he did okay. I mean, there were a couple of times you kind of sat there. Why is it? watching the whole thing it's like why isn't he counting I, I don't know if he was just my guess is he was taking instructions from the wrestlers themselves because he's obviously not a full-time wrestling referee so that would be my guess is that he was taking clues and and uh various instructions from riddle and uh, rollins that's why there was such extensive talking during the match like are you okay okay no you know, you're supposed to be counting right now, you know, and even at one point it was hilarious when, uh, when Rollins, I uh, started shouting at him, start counting, you know, it's like, why aren't you counting kind of thing? And he, and it, that's exactly what you should have done. They handled it the right way there, but, uh, but they did some good stuff and, uh, and eventually, um, Rollins submits, he taps out and, now, he had a little tribute to, to RVD. I think he was personally trying to to heal it up for the crowd. That was kind of cute, you know, and he knows that um, Riddle is a very big RVD fan, you know. They got, obviously, some uh, some things in common there, 
I can see those two liking each other a lot. Um, you know, and going back, what do we have? Lights dim. Place goes completely dark. And now it's time for Bray Wyatt's return. You know, I want to watch this again because I don't think I got the full effect when I initially watched it. Unfortunately, I was watching it on my phone just because I didn't want my, uh, my son to, uh, to see the whole thing. I didn't want him to watch this, uh, this pay-per-view because I knew it would, uh, it would be very violent, but we get the return of, uh, of Bray Wyatt and we look, uh, we get to see all the characters kind of fully realized into their, uh, quote unquote human form, I guess. We, I don't know who all of the wrestlers were that portrayed the different characters, you know, the, the rabbit, the witch, blah, 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 you know, the fiend at one point. That's, that got a huge ovation right there when, when the fiend showed up. I don't know who was wearing the fiend mask. You know, they did kind of a, a silly thing with the, the mask showing up on, uh, the announcer's table. By the way, <clears throat> speaking of announcers, ever, has anyone else noticed that ever since the, the leaving of Vince McMahon, the, the announced teams have become exponentially better. The announcers have become commentators in general on WWE have just become that much better. Not that they don't have someone screaming in their ear. You know, um, they recently announced new announcing announcement teams for uh, every product, and uh, looks pretty good. Pretty good. They got some good uh, good announcers on there, and um, and I think it'll probably work a lot better. I'll be looking forward to it, Pat Mc. McAfee comes back. That'll be uh, that'll be fun, but but still a solid lineup as always, you know. But yeah, previous to this, I was for years I've been unable to listen to WWE announcers. Just absolutely horrible, horrible, you know. And say what you will about AEW, I've always and I've enjoyed. That's one of the reasons why I enjoyed the product more was because I don't have to turn off the announcers during the show. You know, you got Excalibur, you got JR, you got, um, you know, it, there's, there's a plethora of, of talent there, Taz, whatnot. Um, you know, so it's, um, Tony Schiavone, you know, it's, it's just, uh, a plethora there. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of times they don't get the guidance that they probably should. JR sounds a little lost out there sometimes, unfortunately, but, um, there's a situation where maybe he does need somebody in his ear, but I think it's also a situation where he doesn't, pay enough to attention to the current product really to uh and just the fact that the poor guy's gone through a lot in 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 my mind he's still the greatest ever but he's not there now unfortunately and i think he could have probably uh taken the mantle of that um talent relations position rather than shivani and probably would have done a better job but that's neither here nor there but and the night we get our payoff and uh and there's Bray Wyatt. I'm not sure what I was expecting. Like I said, I need to watch this again because I I think maybe I was expecting them to start off a new feud with him, and they didn't. They left it very open ended, kind of like I'm here, boom, and then the night gone. You know, um, you know, with the announcer still asking, "Are we still in the air? Are we still in the air? What's going on?" Yada 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 great to see him back really great to see him back i'm happy to see bray back um incredibly brilliant mind creative mind that is on par with no one else you know um incredibly incredibly creative i just uh 
his matches are mediocre at best. Usually, I hate to say that, but but um, other than that, incredibly talented, incredibly creative. I'm really happy to see him back. Really, really happy to see him back. And I think he's got to work well with Triple H because I think Triple H is going to remove some of those shackles that Vince had on him, and he's going to let him be free and do what he needs to do. And I, I think that's going to be awesome. Awesome. As long as they rein him in every now and then because he's going to go a little out there. When you got somebody that creative, you need to set guidelines with him. But, but like I said, now that he's back and, and Vince isn't there to put the kibosh on a lot of his ideas, I, I think we're going to see some really incredible things. And I'm happy to see him without the Fiend get up because that was one of my major concerns is, ah, oh, what's he going to do, you know? Um, and personally, my favorite in- incarnation of Bray Wyatt is his, you know, kind of wail and mercy Cape Fear, cult leader, eater of worlds. That is my favorite incarnation of Bray Wyatt. Do you do some incredible stuff with the 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 Funhouse? Absolutely, he did, did, and it was time for a change. And kudos to him, and it kept things fresh, kept them from going stale. Was he okay with the Fiend? The Fiend has his moments. The problem with the Fiend is when you set up somebody that invincible. Um, he got also set him up with an Achilles heel. And uh, and uh, Bliss probably should have been that Achilles heel, and she wasn't. And um, they, the biggest mistake they made was booking Goldberg over him, and that just completely killed his momentum and made him look foolish. Um, I mean, we know why he did it. you know. And, and Goldberg has come out and said that he was expecting to lose that, and it was changed at the last minute. I think it was a panic move on the part of Vince because he wanted to make uh, Saudi happy because it was at was it the Crown Royale or whatever. Um, that hurt him immensely. It really did. And uh, then we went down the silly feud with Orton and all that, and that really hurt the character a lot. Could have been a lot better. Yeah, yeah. The stuff with Rollins wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. I mean. Uh, but I mean, a lot of people attribute that to killing the character, but you really can't say that because Rollins beat him with a sledgehammer. I mean, come on, that's not. I mean, you got to have some some suspension of disbelief and some limitations there. And I don't care how much of a monster you are, you get hit in the head with a sledgehammer, you're going down. You know, it's um, that's just the way life is. Sorry, you know, but um. But I'm happy to see Bray back, and, I, and I'm really anxiously waiting to see what kind of really fun stuff that he has in store. You know, and they hired a new writer there that specializes in horror and whatnot, and I really think this is going to be great because the vignettes and the and the whole QR code with the White Rabbit, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun, and it got me reinterested in the WWE project product as and. In combination with the introduction of, of Triple H as head of creative has really sparked an interest in me in WWE again. I mean, previous to this, I was really a pretty solid AEW fan. I'm still an AEW fan despite their shortcomings and despite what they've got going on. I still enjoy the product immensely. I still love their roster. You know, there's some of my favorite wrestlers are on AEW. 
not gonna lie, you know, just the way that I was with TNA a long time ago, you know, when AJ Styles was was the DNA of TNA, and you know, even though Matt Morgan, I think, had that moniker, he was the phenomenal one. He was he was the best, in my opinion, best wrestler alive at that moment, and TNA had him, and uh, and AEW has a lot of really good things going on. They've got a lot of really bad things going on for them right now, and they need to straighten their house out. And and once again, you know, I was talking about the NFL earlier. It st- all starts at the top. It all starts with Tony Khan. That man needs to take some responsibility. He needs to grow up, accept uh, accept some responsibility, and and uh, and steer his product and. Get things together because he's not. He's not. And uh, that's a shame because there, there's a lot of wrestlers on that roster. There's a lot of talent on that roster that deserves a lot better than what they're getting. And uh, and that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate, especially when you have such great wrestling minds there. And I, I can't even go through all of them because there's so many. You know, Jake Roberts, Arn Anderson, Sting. You know, you got JR, you got, uh, geez, you had Tully Blanchard until he blew that, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. And, uh, it's really unfortunate that they've mishandled those, those talents and those, uh, those individuals. But, uh, but I hope that they steer ship right, you know, just like I hope that Raiders steer their ship right. And, uh, and I hope I'm wrong about Josh McDaniels, but I don't think I am. I don't think I'm wrong about Tony Khan. You know, he needs to, to wise up and start working on his products, start working on himself, and get get their act together. So, uh, so hey, um, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to this Bray Wyatt run. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Be interesting to see what happens tonight. I'm not sure how I'm going to balance the uh, the viewing tonight because obviously I got the Raiders on and we got the uh, got Raw on tonight too. So one of them. Uh, is gonna have to take a backseat, you know. So, but uh, I can only watch so much at a time. But, but we'll see. It's gonna be a fun time. And uh, thank you everybody for listening. Before I let everybody go, I'd like to give a shout out to ourselves first and foremost. Um, check us out on Patreon, Patreon.com. Do a search for Crushing Kayfabe, Crushing Kayfabe with a K. And uh, for one dollar a month, you can uh, get the product, get all the episodes completely ad free you know you get the audio ad free and i'm looking to hopefully add some uh some video stuff too shortly but uh but i gotta work all that out and uh work some costs out and whatnot i know i've probably been saying that for a while but i have some interviews i'd like to line up and whatnot and uh like get that all straightened out because i'd really like to offer a little bit more in addition to what we're doing uh but yeah check us out on patreon.com crushing kayfabe crushing with a k crushingkfabe.com also and there's some links to other social media sites you know you can like us on facebook youtube check us out on youtube you know i i upload a video every uh podcast it it's just the audio basically but it's it's there in case you prefer your uh content provider be uh youtube you know in case you uh prefer to to do your podcast or listen to your podcast i should say on youtube then go right ahead we're on youtube uh, let's give a shout out to uh, Then and Now Flea Market. Uh, I sell some of my CDs there. Also, uh, my wife, Hooked by Jenna Lynn, 
has some of her handmade items there. So go check that out. You know, buy some uh, some locally made um, some products. Uh, some there's some new stuff, some old stuff, some used stuff, some handmade items. You know, then and now that's in Trenton, Tennessee, downtown. And uh, while you're at it, check out uh, Piggy's Attic. That's in Milan, Tennessee. In that uh, same thing there, you can uh, you can pick out uh, some awesome items there, new, old. Yada yada yada. You know, I hate to use that term. Sorry, old Seinfeld reference. Reference, but uh, but there's some uh, a whole lot of stuff going on there, and uh, and check them out. You know, you get like I say, you can get some handmade items from my wife. You can get some uh, some really cool stuff going on. You know, check out uh, um, Lucky Lady Candles. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. You know, it's getting cooler, so uh, so some candles be real nice. You know. Have some candles that do a little bit of fall festivities, you know, maybe some uh, pumpkin spice. I know it's a bad word around some people, but uh, but uh, that's always a fan favorite among a lot of people. Uh, in addition to it, I know my last show I uh, I advertised for uh, for Trenton Tabletop and Arcade, but they're having an event on uh, at 5 p.m. on this Friday, so. Uh, so you can go there. It's going to be, uh, they're opening up the arcade, bring some fun. Uh, they're going to be giving the community two hours of free play on the 14th from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So if you want to go down and play, you want you want to play some Magic, you want to play some D&D, you got some friends, you've been looking for some place to play, table rentals are free for that for those two hours. So from 5, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on October the 14th, Head on down there. You know, any, um, it's a family event. Children on the age of 14 must be accompanied by a guardian. Makes complete sense to me. But, uh, they're going to give away, uh, an opportunity. Once they like, if you like the Facebook page, once they reach 300 likes, they're going to give away a free month of free play. So, so check them out on, on, uh, Facebook. It's Trenton Tabletop and Arcade. They're right downtown Trenton, Tennessee. You, when the old, uh, the old spot where, uh, Silver Linings used to be. Now Silver Linings moved across the way from the, uh, opposite side of the courthouse, but, but this is the old location where, where, um, Silver Linings used to be. So, so please, please check them out. You know, I want to see what the gaming community looks like in, in this area of Tennessee. I'd really love to see, uh, some people from Western Tennessee come out and, and experience some role playing, experience some collectible card games, maybe some arcade games. Come down for those two hours and play for free and try it out. If you don't like it, you didn't pay a darn thing. So so check it out. Like them on Facebook. Check them out the 14th, 5 to 7. I mean, check their hours out there. They're open seven days a week, so check them out, you know. So uh, so do what you can. Check them out. Support local business and uh, support the local gaming community, you know. Go play some, some card games. Go play some uh, Magic. Go play some D&D, some Pathfinder. Have a blast, you know. So, uh, so that's something I know since moving here. I've been looking forward, looking for is uh, other gamers, and uh, and there we found it. So let's build this community and uh, and have some fun, you know. Um, other than that, I think that's all I got. Like I said, there's a billion things happened in the last two weeks, and unfortunately, I am not able to cover everything. And I think I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit right now. So um, before I let you go, you know, remind you. Prayers and uh, support out to the Ukrainians. Um, you know, help out the 
the organizations that are legit that can help them out, the Red Cross, the UNICEF, etc., and uh, and help them out. And uh, and everybody, you know, be safe. There's a lot of uh, a lot of viruses hanging around out there right now. So uh, so use your brains. Be safe. Be careful. You know, I need listeners, so I need everybody to be healthy and safe. So, uh, so have a good time. See you next week, hopefully. You know, Lord willing. You know, if I don't get taken down by another serious illness, but uh, but thank you everybody for tuning in. God bless.